Shalom, and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to Him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding an alarm, that our time on earth is short, and that we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today, I'm speaking with just myself and uh, Grant, and uh, we're going to talk to you about something that is very important to all of us very soon, and that is a food crisis that is headed our way. Uh, welcome, Grant. It's uh, good to be back together. Yep. So one of the things that uh, is going on in our world that is, I, I'm, my fear is, is really being kind of under the radar for most people in that in, in America, we probably have it a little bit better, well, a lot better, quite honestly, than most people do around the world because a food crisis in America at this point just means you have less choices and not that you don't get certain items necessarily. In some parts of our country, we are beginning to see uh, issues with getting some products. We saw this on the national level here recently with the missing or unavailable um, formula for babies. Right. And that become a really big outcry. Matter of fact, it, it panicked a lot of people around the country and even in the news media. A media that is typically very friendly towards our current administration, they themselves became a little bit embattled with them and wanted a solution immediately, which led eventually to getting a formula from another nation or other nations brought into our country. And I believe I 70 some, um, 70 million tons or something like that, 70 tons of uh, formula, which if you think about that, that's really not an incredible amount. Um, I, I think that uh, I saw some estimates that it was about a week's worth of formula for the majority of the nation. And yet I haven't heard anything since then. Isn't that weird? It oh. just suddenly went away. Crisis is over. How, how do our crises pop up and go away so quickly? I, I'm not understanding how that happens. You know, we didn't put the fire out. No. You know, we, we sprinkled a little water on it, but we didn't put it out. But nobody's talking about the house being on fire still. And that's just really weird. Um, well, that's because they didn't want this to come out. That's probably why they gave the administration such a hard time about it is because it wasn't time for this to be exposed. Well, I'm not sure that they have an option on that. Even the UN um, is admitting that there's a a major worldwide food crisis that's coming in the next couple months. By, by, the, by the end of the summer, early fall, the world will be in... Um, a f serious food crisis, and a lot of people, a lot of people around the world are blaming this on the war in Ukraine. They're trying, but and this, is, this has been on the horizon long before then. Yeah, we we we've been talking about uh, shortages of all kinds of things for pretty much the last two years because we saw the ports backed up a long time ago. Now it seems it was. You know, it didn't seem it was that long ago, but it really has been almost two years now that we saw all the ports in California backed up, no, nothing moving in and out of the ports. And those ports are still in that condition, and we don't talk about it like we used to. 
here in Florida, our governor, he opened up our ports and allowed a lot of those ships to come around and start offloading here. But I don't think it is the volume that the other ports were able to do. So it's uh, not going to be the relief for the entire nation or hasn't been that everybody expected. And there's still long waits for lots of products. There are certain car parts that you can't get for six months, maybe eight months. And prior to this current issue, you could walk into Napa or O'Reilly's and, and just get whatever part you wanted for any car out there. There was almost no wait for anything. And, and so one of the things that we're feeling in the United States is we have to actually wait for something to get here or you don't get the choices that you used to have. I remember, you know, you go to the grocery store and there might be five or ten choices of something on the shelf and today you get one or two. Yeah, and and that's uh, I think that's probably reached everywhere in America now. I think Florida was one of the last places to actually feel that, um, but I've seen it uh, recently. I mean, even with water, you know, I, mm-hmm. I buy gallon water uh, because I'm a little bit of a water snob, and I don't like <laughs> how you know most of these local cheap water sources taste. And you know, Publix uh, they offer they've traditionally offered three different types of water: spring. Uh, Drinking water, what they call, and then purified water. And I always get the purified because I like like that distilled or reverse osmosis, the, what it does. And uh, the only thing you can get is one of those choices, and it's not the one that I prefer. Oh, yeah? And to me, I taste the difference. I don't like those weird tasting, you know, chemo- metallic tastes and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's heaven with water. I mean, water water hasn't changed. You know, it's but yeah. the supply chain for processing and distributing and getting the plastic for the the jugs of, you know, f- to, to hold the water, I'm sure, is part of the problem. Um, I know that's been an issue in, like, uh, the painting industry. Yeah, it, it seems like every industry has been hit with shortages and, and limitations on different things. I read an article this morning early that uh, said that uh, distilled water is going to be disappearing off of shelves because it's not high enough priority for the containers, right? The, those one-gallon containers are used for a lot of things and right. all different kinds of water, but also with milk and juice and all, all these other things, right? So distilled water is not a high priority. So the warning was for those people that need distilled water, and that would be people that are mixing baby formula, right? right. So that's an odd odd coincidence, right? We first have a baby shortage, baby formula shortage, and now we're going to have a distilled water shortage that you use in the baby formula, so it's a little odd. But it's also people like with CPAP machines and other medical equipment, right. they all use uh, distilled water for those purposes. So, Right, because it's water and nothing else. Yeah, it didn't have all the minerals and stuff that could mess up medical equipment. and and, and uh, I mean, for drinking water, distilled water probably isn't... Um long-term the best for you because distilled water actually leaches things out of whatever it's in. Right, because it has nothing else. Right, exactly. But it was just interesting that they were saying if you need that, you need to go get it now because in the next few weeks it'll be completely gone. And I I have seen that on the shelves where, like exactly what you're saying, you go in, usually there's anywhere from 100 to 150-gallon jugs of water in the water section of a grocery store, and you go in there now and there may be 10. 
You know, one of the most annoying things I've found is, you know, having worked in retail as long as I have, um, is like you'll go, you'll go in and because there's, there's lack of specific items, you know, they'll, to make the shelves look more full, they have this practice of like, you know, front facing. So they'll pull things forward, you know. And so that's kind of what you see. You'll see the shelves look full, but there's not much behind them. But what they started doing, at least in the local publics, which I, which upsets me, is like they'll put the wrong items in front of the wrong price tags, you know, just to fill the shelf, just to get it so that it doesn't look empty, you know. And and to me, that's just like being dishonest. Well, absolutely, it is. And 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 it's even worse in some areas. I I saw somebody had posted some pictures online of their local grocery store where they had taken in that water section and put empty jugs. Really? So the whole section doesn't look empty. So they just put empty jugs on the shelf. So how many people walked up to the uh, the, the checkout with empty jugs? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and there's a really big outrage I see. uh all started coming online yesterday because... There's a company in California called uh, Hoi Fong, and they right. produce the sriracha sauce that you see everywhere in all the restaurants. Right. And it's going away. The one with the rooster on the bottom. They, they stop production because they're out of chilies. Right. I mean, you, you would think that wouldn't be something that you could see in our country because, again, we have so much abundance here. We're not used to seeing... um minimal or or lack of any kind of product. But well we've had so much abundance, but the last couple of years have been uh, it's it's hard to discern whether it's it's the judgment of God his hand lifting off and letting the natural order of our fallen world just take place or if it's directly like uh, an attack against our food supply. Right. Because you've shared um, with me, you know, a list. Yes, I'm going to go through Compiled that through yeah. of, of hundreds of events mm. that make it not coincidence. Right. And then that's a good intro because I wanted to bring that up today. Um, so I, I, I'll kind of walk through this with people. There's a real reason why we see shortages and, and, these shortages are going to get worse um, as we continue through this year, and and there's a, it takes a while for food to move through the system, right? You don't just pull something out of the ground, wash it off, and it makes it to the grocery store right. in the next week or so. Sometimes it takes weeks or months before stuff actually goes from the farmer to the grocery store shelf. Technically, everything's processed. Well, in some <laughs> way, yeah. I mean. But it, it isn't an instantaneous thing. So right. when something happens to the supply chain, it is also not an instantaneous effect. Right. So uh, let's walk through this just a little bit. Back in April uh, 30th of 2021, Mammoth Smithfield Foods pork processing plant burns to the ground. Those are the folks that make sausage and bacon and, and all, you know, all kinds of ham and so that that could have an impact on the supply chain. Uh, July 25th, 21, Memphis Kellogg plant burns to the ground. August 13th, 21, JBS beef plant burns to the ground. August 24th, 2021, Patak Meat Company destroyed by fire. 
July, uh, July, oh, I got my order here, sorry, July 30th, 21, Tyson River Valley Ingredient Palette. So this is somebody that does all the Tyson processed meats, lunch meats, and all that kind of right. stuff, burns to the ground. Uh, Dragonol Plant uh, pro- Food Processing Facility in October 21 burns to the ground. November 21, Girard County Food Processing Plant burns to the ground. November 29th, 2021, Made Right Steak Company burns to the ground. December 13th, 2021, San Antonio Food Processing Westside Foods burns to the ground. January 7th, 2022, Hamilton Mountain Poultry Processing Plant burns to the ground. 1-13-22, Cargill Nutrine Feed Mill in Lacombe, Louisiana burns to the ground. January 31st, 2022, uh, Winston-Salem Fertilizer Plant burns to the ground. So here's the reason why we don't have f- some more fertilizer. Uh, fertilizer is another good thing that we could talk about in this food shortage because all the farms in America use fertilizer in order to get the crop yields they need so we can have the food that we need in the grocery store. Right. And Ukraine and Russia are main are major suppliers to fertilizer to the entire world, world especially urea. And for us to lose a processing plant here and is another hit to that ability to to put the nutrients in the ground in order for us to get the food we need to get out of the ground. <clears throat> and on top of that, that we have the main company, uh, train service company that has shipped uh, fertilizer across the United States for decades is now refusing to ship fertilizer. So farmers are just not going to be able to have the crop yields that they've had in the past. And those crop yields the world has always relied on. We have had food shortages worldwide for wheat, rice, um, and all kinds of cereals worldwide in different parts of the world every year of my life. And so if you can't get the volume that we currently have, that's only going to expand those people that are truly starving. Now, I want you to keep going through the list because I think some of the other things that are on here are are important for people to understand. Sure. But you've gone nine months and you've talked about a dozen or so plants mm-hmm. that have burned to the ground. Mm. Now, you tell me that one happens, maybe two, yeah. and it's like, wow, that's such a tragedy, right? You're talking about this many, one after another, after another, after another, after right. another. That is no longer statistically coincidence. It's oh. It's impossibly... It's impossible for it to be, well, it's not impossible. It's improbable (laughs) mathematically for that to be coincidence. Well, and the thing is you're going to find out now is we just got into 2022 with the list. It's going to heat up now. Oh, oh, it's so much longer. So in February 3rd of 2022, Wisconsin River meets burns to the ground. Uh, February 3rd, 2022, the same day, Percy Dairy Farm, tragic fire, burns and kills cows. Uh, two days later, February 5th, 2022, Wisconsin River Meats Processing Facility droy- destroyed by fire in uh, Mouston, Wisconsin. So two of the same company. Yeah. Two oh, different places. A lot of these are going to be the same company in different locations all over the place. Well, that's, the, that's the thing that is uh, really crazy. February 15th, the Bonanza Meat Company goes up in flames in El Paso, Texas. The same day, 
Shears Food Processing Plant explodes in Herm- Hermiston, Oregon. So that's an actual explosion. That's not just like a burn, burn to the ground. That was like an actual explosion. Yeah. Uh, February 16th, Indian, Indiana Louise Dreyfus Soy Processing Plant burns to the ground. February 18th, 2022, Best View Farms burns to the ground. <clears throat> 1922 Lincoln Premier Poultry uh, House burns to the ground. February 22nd, 22 Shear Foods Potato Chip Plant burns to the ground. That same day, a, a fire destroys Delhi Star Meat Plant in Fayetteville, Illinois. February 28th, Nutrient AG Solutions Fertilizer Facility burns to the ground. Another fertilizer plant. Wow, that's amazing. 22822 Shadow Brook Farm and Dutch Girl Creamery burns. More milk cows burning to the ground. March 4th, 2022, 294,800 chickens were destroyed at a farm in Stoddard, Missouri. This was due to suspected bird flu. Yes. Most of these chickens that I'm going to list off were all not proven but suspected bird flu. There was a fear because they heard about some possible case of bird flu somewhere else. And most of, like, some of these that I've heard of, um, they just unilaterally destroyed all the chickens. Yes. So March 4th, that same day, 644,000 chickens were destroyed at an egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. The uh, FDA just said that they suspect that egg prices by August will be $12 a dozen, $1 per egg. You want to know why? Look at how many egg-laying chickens are destroyed in this list. March 8th, 2022, 243,900 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Newcastle, Delaware. March 10th, 663,400 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. March 10th. 915,900 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Taylor, Iowa. March 14th, Wayne Hoover Dairy Farm, the barn full of cows burns. Milk and eggs, ladies and gentlemen, going to be completely through the roof. You think gas prices are high? Watch what happens to milk and eggs. March 14th, 2,750,700 chickens destroyed on one egg farm in Jefferson, Wisconsin. March 16th, Walmart Distribution Center burns for 76 hours in Plainfield, Indiana. Now, this one was actually uh, on the news a little bit because it was was burning for so long. And not on this list is uh, a tornado just ripped through a Costco distribution center two days ago. One of the biggest ones in America destroyed it. March 16th, 2022, Nestle Food Plant extensive... Damaged in fire and new production f- destroyed in Jonesboro, Arkansas. March 17th, 2022, 5,347,500 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Buena Vista, Iowa. March 17th, 2022, 147,600 chickens destroyed at a farm in Kent, Delaware. March 18th, 315,400 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. March 19th, 2022, Walmart Food Distribution Center catches fire in Plainfield, Indiana. So wait, you're saying that this is a second Walmart? 
See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Once, fool, you know, happens once, fool me, right? That's the saying, fool me, well, fool me once, fool me twice, shame on me, right? Yeah. How many people love turkey for Thanksgiving dinner? March 22nd, 172,000 turkeys destroyed on farms South Dakota. March 22nd, 570,000 chickens destroyed at a farm in Butler, Nebraska. March 24th, major fire at Macomb Potato Plant in Belfast, Maine. March 24th, 418,500 chickens destroyed at a farm in Butler, Nebraska. Wait, didn't we just have something in Butler, Nebraska? Yes, we did. Repeated in near areas and the same farms. I don't understand how that happens. Uh, one of the one of the biggest ones that happened uh, in the millions. Yeah. Um, it was the same. Uh, they they destroyed a certain amount of chickens on one day, and then the next day they said we'll kill more, and then the oh, next day okay. they just killed the rest of them. Crazy. March twenty sixth. 311,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. March 27, 2022, 126,300 turkeys destroyed in South Dakota. No turkeys for Thanksgiving. No turkeys, I don't think. March 28, 2022, 1,460,000 chickens destroyed in an egg farm in Guthrie, Iowa. March 29, 2022, Maricopa, Arizona food pantry burns down 50,000 pounds of food destroyed in Maricopa, Arizona. March 31st, 2022, Real Fresh Onion Factory damaged by fire in San Juan, Texas. It still isn't reopened. That is uh, three months almost. March 31st, 2022, 76,400 turkeys destroyed in Osceola, Iowa. Sorry, some of these names. March 31st, 5 million... 11,700 chickens destroyed in an egg farm in Osceola, Iowa. Same town. I, this is all bird flu related in this stuff. Uh, for April 6, 281,600 chickens destroyed in a farm in Wayne, North Carolina. March 9th, 76,400 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. March 9th, 208,900 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. Uh, March, or sorry, April 12th. Yeah, you, you were saying March there. Those last know, few the were, last April. were in April. Sorry, there's a lot of numbers here. I know, right? <laughs> Eighty-nine thousand seven hundred chickens destroyed on a farm in Wayne, North Carolina, April twelfth. One million seven hundred forty-six thousand nine hundred chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Dixon, Nebraska, April twelfth. Again, two hundred fifty-nine thousand chickens destroyed at a farm in Minnesota. April 13th, fire destroys East Conway Beef and Pork Meat Market in Conway, New Hampshire. April 13th, a plane crashes into Gem State Processing in Idaho Potato Factory and Processing Plant. April 13th, 77,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. April 14th, Taylor Farms Food Processing Plant burns down in Salinas, California. April 14th, Salinas Food Processing Plant again burns down. Uh, down a second one in the same town uh, uh, in the same area. Um, April fourteenth, ninety nine thousand six hundred turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. April fifteenth, one million three hundred eighty thousand five hundred chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Lancaster, Minnesota. 
April 19th, Azure Standard National Premier Independent Distributor of Organic and Healthy Food was destroyed by a fire in Dufour, Oregon. April 19th, 339,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. April 19th, again, 58,000 chickens destroyed in a farm in, Minnesota, in Montrose, Colorado. April 20th, 2 million chickens destroyed in an egg farm in Minnesota. April 21st, plane crashes and destroys General Mills factory. So, April, go ahead. This goes back to my coincidence thing, right? <laughs> so, no you, conspiracy you, theories. You, you say that you say you 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 know randomly on the street, someone would say, "Oh yeah, this thing burned down, right?" Okay, fire, right? Okay, that's that's a more common occurrence than a plane crashing into a building, right? So, I mean, we we all have the nine eleven experience in our minds where a plane crashes into a building, and your mind goes like, "Oh, you know, this is right. this is an attack, right?" Well, I mean, it can happen a plane crashing into a building. Sure. Right? Um, most times, if there's there's a pilot who has an issue. Um, with the plane, they're going to either look for like a field to crash into if they cannot land, sure. or they're going to look for like a highway or something mm -hmm. that maybe they can land the plane on so that they don't crash too bad, right? Um, but if something happened to pilot, then yeah, maybe the plane would crash into something, okay? It happens twice in the span of a couple months. Right. You cannot tell me... <laughs> That that was not intentional. It's not probable for sure. Because if that was accidental on both accounts, then God has it in for us. There's definitely uh, something against the odds there, right? <clears throat> right. Mathematically and speaking, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It's it's unprecedented. So let's keep going. Um, April 22nd, 197,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. April 23rd, 200,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota farm. April 25th, 1,501,200 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Kache, Utah. April 26th, 307,400 chickens were destroyed at a farm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. April 27th, 2,118,000 chickens destroyed at a farm in Knoxville, Nebraska, or Knoxborough, Nebraska, sorry. Uh, April 28th, Egg Lane facility in Iowa kills 5.3 million chickens and fires 200 workers this because is, of the avian flu scare. Th this is the one I was talking about before. It was actually over the course of a couple of days they killed a, a small amount, then sure. a bigger amount, and then they wiped out all of them. April 28th, Allen Harem Foods, a chicken processing company based in Delaware, killed, killed nearly 2 million chickens. April 28th, 110,700 turkeys were destroyed in Barron, Wisconsin. April 29th, 1,366,200 chickens destroyed at a farm in Weld, Colorado. April 30th, 13,800 chickens destroyed at a farm in Sequoia, Oklahoma. May 3rd, 58,000 turkeys destroyed in Barron, Wisconsin. May 3rd again, 118,900 turkeys destroyed in Beetle, South Dakota. <clears throat> May 3rd, 114,000 ducks were destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 3rd, 118,900 turkeys were destroyed in Lyon, Minnesota. 
May 7th, 20,100 turkeys were destroyed in Barron, Wisconsin. May 10th, 72,300 chickens destroyed at a farm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. May 10th again, 61,000 ducks were destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 10th, 2022, 35,100 turkeys destroyed in Muskegon, Michigan. May 13th, 10,500 turkeys destroyed in Barron, Wisconsin. May 14th, 83,400 ducks were destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 17th, 22, 79,000 chickens destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 18th, 7,200 ducks destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 19th, a freight train derailment in Jensen Beach, Florida destroys all the uh, building materials on the train. 57, uh, sorry, May 21st, 57,000 turkeys destroyed on a farm in Dakota, Minnesota. May 23rd, 4,000 ducks destroyed at a farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. May 29th, 200,000 chickens killed in a fire in Minnesota. May 31st, 3 million chickens destroyed at a farm, a Forsman Egg Farm facility in Stockholm, Minnesota. And that one, they they reported they, they killed 200,000 chickens in the fire, but they later come back and said that they also produced 3 million eggs a day there, and chickens lay one egg per day. So if you got 3 million eggs a day out of a farm, it's 3 million chickens. And on 6-2, 30,000 ducks were destroyed at a duck farm in Berks, Pennsylvania. There has since been another chain realm up here uh, near us in Florida, and we saw another train derailment today, uh, two in the no, last couple of weeks. It was, it, on the, like. it was on the second, I think. Oh, was it on the second? Okay. So I haven't even gone and tracked what the train derailments are because each one of those destroy tons of products and foods going to grocery stores across America. But this is a list of 95 things that have happened in just over a year that will have major impact. I mean, we're talking 56 million chickens destroyed. Yeah, and those chickens don't just, like, pop up out of nowhere to replace them. Those chickens would have been used to breed the next... Well, many of them you know, were... Repla- yeah. They're replacements, you know. Right. Um, most of them were probably egg-laying chickens, but... A lot of them were. Um, you don't just get another 2 million chickens out of nowhere. It takes time. It takes 30 days to hatch an egg. There, there's a reason why that one um, facility fired all of their workers after they destroyed all 5 million chickens mm. because they knew their business was done. Right. And that's happening all across the country. Um, I, I hope that this is a, a list of things that people will look at and and take seriously to see that we do have a reason for why when we go to the grocery store, eggs are going to be very expensive if they exist in your grocery store. Because I think in some locations across America, there won't be eggs. And you could be the same in the same position with milk. The other thing that's going to majorly impact our, our food supply very quickly is diesel fuel. Diesel fuel prices have gone through the roof. Oh, yeah. The independent truckers in America, the guys that own their truck and contract haul goods back and forth, they make up the majority of the people that haul goods. And 
if they can't make money when they're hauling and their gas price or their fuel prices go to $1,500 to $2,500 for one fill-up, they can't make money hauling food. Right. And if they can't make money, they're not going to do it. Right. And we're already seeing a reduction in the number of people that are willing to go out and drive at these gas prices, right? So that's going to impact the supply chain also. It's going to make your choices less than they are right now, just that fact alone. Right. And you you add multiple other factors in because we have a ton of other factors that we can talk about that we can't get people to to work right now. Um, We have a major shortage of, of people willing to work in processing factories and farms and in all the places that produce the food that we eat, and as well as the grocery store. Grocery stores all have help wanted signs. They can't get enough people. So the labor the labor shortage, if you will, the, the shortage of people willing to work will be an impact to this as well. Right. So you start adding all of the things that we've talked about today, you know, the, the killing off of lots of uh, animals that we all eat at our dinner table. Millions and millions. Yeah. That's what all those numbers add up and to. And you take away the fact that we can't get fertilizer to grow crops. No, we can't get lettuce and broccoli and, and asparagus and wheat, corn, soybeans. Those are all going to be in extremely, extremely short supply. And so you add that in with the fact that we're having trouble getting stuff transported across America. We have distribution centers that have across America that have been destroyed by fire, flood, or tornadoes. You're looking at a tsunami of crisis when it comes to food in America, a place that you would never dream that we would have a food crisis, but it is on the horizon. So much of this was preventable. So much of this is solvable. Mm-hmm. But the people that control the policies that drive how people, how companies respond to, you know, the choices they make going forward for, you know, their businesses, um, that, that's what is going to drive this. So Mm -hmm. you have, you have an administration or a, I wouldn't lie the fault in them wholeheartedly because they're backed up by, you know, this seemingly unwilling, you know, Congress to actually do anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this as laying at the feet of the administration. Quite no, honestly. it's the it's I, the whole I, thing. I think the truth is where you led down the road before is God has had His hand of protection on our nation for two hundred and forty some odd years, right, or two hundred and sixty whatever it is now, and we have been extremely blessed with an abundance of every resource and every food type that is known to man. And I think that time is over. We have committed an atrocious sins against God. Right. We have we have murdered 120 some million innocent children before they were born, either through physical or chemical abortion. We have created a, a, a society today that confuses children from the age of four or five years old as to what a boy or a girl is, and we have children that are mutilating their bodies because they're so mentally confused about their identity that they are starting to take drugs 
or have surgery to alter their physical body to become something that they weren't born to be. We have a mental health crisis that we're not addressing, and we are allowing people that have serious mental illnesses run companies, run the government, be in charge of parts of our government. When you have a, a, a woman that sits in before the Senate and is asked, what is a woman? And she has been a black woman her entire life, mm-hmm. and she cannot define what a woman is. We have a serious moral decay problem. Exactly. And God's not going to tolerate that forever. In Isaiah, he talks about a beautiful vineyard that he builds. And he did destroy that, and he said he would destroy it. What makes us think that we won't see the same thing happen to us? Well, even if you were to equate some of the principles um, that God had set up for Israel, um, he warned them. He said, follow me, and your your lives will be you know, taken care of and, and blessed, right? Mm-hmm. He said, if, and when you turn your back from me, it, at some point, I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to take you away from your land and, you know, there's going to be a period of time of punishment, right? Right. Well, in America, we've done a lot of, you know, we've allowed the moral decay so much in the last couple decades Um and now we're seeing in the last couple of years that it's really starting to be exposed just how deep it was, right? Right. Well, here's the thing. When God exiled Israel, the land it was so the land would rest for a period of time. Yeah. God may need to punish America so the land could rest, but we may not actually have enough time to be able to come back to it before God comes back. So it may just be that, you know, God's lifting his hand, the period of the time for the end is coming about, and we're just going to have to make an adjustment to living in a way where we're going to actually make it to the end. Because Revelation says well, those I, those who make it to the end will be saved. I, I will say that I think we got some adjustments coming. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we're talking about where we're sitting right now. Gas is nearly $5 a gallon. And what, 18, 20 months ago, we were under $2. Right. So, I mean, it, it is an adjustment to have a vehicle that you you put $50 a gas in two years ago, and today it's over 100 That's an adjustment. People, at some point very soon, people will make a decision between food and gas. Right. Because not everybody is is blessed to the point where they can afford this type of an increase. Um, I think they just recently come out and said that inflation officially is at 8.9% now. I've which, seen which things, is still that, are, I've seen things that are number. 40 and 50% higher. So right. I don't know how they make their numbers. No, they're trying to make, they're doctoring the numbers. They're trying to conflate them in a way where it doesn't seem as bad. You know, they, I think, uh, I can't remember what her name is, but, was talking about um, in the last couple of days how they've taken some of the strategies they have so that Americans wouldn't have to suffer a recession, mm. um, you know, because they didn't think Americans could recover from a recession. Well, I think that in the next couple of weeks you're going to hear that we're in a recession. Well, the I, fact I think of the that matter they don't is, have a choice now to admit it. Yeah, um, the Dow fell today another 880 points before it came. We're off uh, 5,000 points for for the year. 
Now, now one thing I do, I do think worth mentioning is, you know, um, we're seeing this and most of us didn't really experience the great depression. Um, most of us have parents or grandparents who did, Mm -hmm. and we might have secondhand, um, you know, accounts of some of that and some of, some of the practices growing up, you know, for, for those who were more directly, you know, like the, those whose parents were in it. Right. Right. Um, they might've actually, you know, learned practices that was never let go because of the great depression. That was a very hard time on Americans. Yeah. And we came out of it. I do want to say that God is a God of hope. And so we shouldn't just not hope that God will in some way redeem the situation. You know, there could be another, you know, Hezekiah or Josiah, you know, that could come and reverse some of these things, but it'll only be for a period of time. And when you look at like that example, when I use those examples, Mm -hmm. it was for a period of time. Sure, sure. And the nation or or the leadership in general didn't make a, a, a full change. Like it was yeah. the king came, their heart was for God, God blessed Give that. Me 15 years and, he and then 15 the next years. king was yeah. back to oh, the yeah, evil yeah, ways. Yeah. So even if we were given a reprieve, if, even if we do have the hope, yes, be grateful that God might provide that and, and give us some, some more blessing, but that's not going to be... Well, yeah, and there's a couple things in there. Continued. First, I want to point out, you, you talk about the Great Depression and the people that went through that. We're different today. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So when the Great Depression hit, most of the people of the country, they grew gardens. Right. Um, they, a lot of people, even in the cities, they, they lived so much differently than we do today. Today, we would see starvation in America, on a scale that we couldn't fathom right now, I mean, millions upon millions right. of people, especially would in die major... quickly because if you live in a city like Miami right. or Chicago, yeah, the major there's metropolis no place areas. for you to grow a garden. Mm-hmm. You can't just go and plant potatoes somewhere. A lot of these people do not. We have so many people live in apartments now. And what do you think those people are going to do when they can't get food in the cities? Well, they're going to go to where they hear people are eating. That's quite possible. Yes. The difference is, but I'm going to. They're going to go to where people have guns. <laughs> well, yeah, there there will be some conflict, uh, I'm sure. But I think I think a lot of this, in my opinion, so far, it really has been. I think God just taking His hand off of us from protection, and letting us to our ways, really. The Romans one, and he said that that's what he would do, right? He, yep. he would let us to our ways when we travel so far from him, and we have done. I, I just I can't get over the fact of the things that we have done, where we're at in society with children, uh, and with sexual perversion specifically, because we have sexualized children in our in the clothing industry and in the entertainment industry and. Just in every single aspect of a kid's life, in school, in 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 our education system, we have now twisted that, and we have our public libraries. We have drag queens come in and talk to kids, and we have children that are in school attending a striptease with with a transgender stripper. I mean, you wouldn't believe the things that are going on in this country. I when I I'm still getting shocked by things. I just can't get past 
what we're doing with kids in this country. And, and we start with the murder of children through abortion. Right. For 50 years, we've done this. We have legalized. We have made it the course for the nation for 50 years. And God has very specific things that he says about what you do when you harm children. And yet we've done it over and over. We have violence now being uh, perpetrated on schools across America. Children's being, children being killed in the classroom. We have children that are killed in, the, in major cities every single week. Chicago, there's children that are killed every weekend in violence. We have kids that are perpetrated or having crimes perpetrated against them for drugs and, and human trafficking and sex trafficking and, and just the and list goes on and on and on. It's just crazy. Major company like Disneyland gets caught up in this whole transgender thing and, and promoting um, you know, homosexuality and transgenderism and gender confusion to kids as young as four and five years old. We have psychologists and doctors that are saying that kids shouldn't be assigned to birth, uh, a sex at birth. That they, that we have parents that look at their two-year-old and says, "My transgender child." And I'm like, "At two, your kid is not a transgender. They know nothing about what you're talking about." Exactly. We are abusing kids across America, and it's a it's becoming a major part of the cultural um, cue and uh, what the talking points and. And you can't speak against it. In the month, we have a whole month of June is now a pride month. What does God say about pride? Pride comes before the fall. Yep. And what's he say about harming the kids? He said it would be better if they were thrown into the sea with a millstone around your neck rather than cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. What do you think God will do to a nation that purposely is now going out and aggressively corrupting children. I think we're seeing it. He'll starve us out. He'll make the ground so it won't grow. He'll t he told us in Isaiah exactly what he would do. And I think we're seeing it. And he will tear it out by the root and it will be unrecognizable. I think that's where we're at. Well, I think I—I uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast um, so much before. Maybe I, maybe I briefly hinted at it, but recently I have, and I, and I've heard I've heard theologians and pastors that I trust wholeheartedly when it comes to the theology and understanding eschatology and stuff like that. Um, for so long saying America's not Babylon, America's not Babylon, because mm -hmm. for a long time it's looked like maybe, but I really am beginning to wonder if America really is Babylon, because we represent the things that you saw, that you think of when you saw Babylon in the days of Noah, is what's going on right now in America. America is leading the world in this stuff. Well, sure, it looks like it. And we and, export our crimes or our sin. Right. We export sin like, it's just incredible. It, right. Pornography. Oh, my goodness. We export it around the world. Human trafficking, sexual trafficking, um, abortion. We pay for abortions in other countries. Right. We are paying for other countries to kill their children. So, yes, we are exporting. We are exporting our sin across the globe now. Right. So as Christians, I think we have to. 
we have to get down on our knees and we have to pray and confess our compliance, our capitulation, our, you know, we have been too quiet for too long. We have to pray, ask for forgiveness, repent, and have God show us what we need to do. Right. And what he shows us may not may not be a restoration of the nation. It may be a survival of the remnant. Right. And, it, and that's exactly right. You said before that uh, God may or may not want to save the nation, but he's promised that if we, even if you're in a nation of sin, right, right you can pray and you can stay in alignment with God and he will make a way for you. Right. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, God doesn't bomb his own troops, right? Typically, no. <laughs> so, um, that now while there may be persecution, and some may, you know, uh, you know, Christ said, "Those who are to die by the sword will die by the sword." Yeah. You know, those who are to go to prison will go to prison. Um, but when it comes to that sort of thing, you know, God typically, you know, gives a way out or provides for his people because he's got a plan for his people. And there is going to be a remnant who survives to the end. Yep. And one of the things that he says, you know, in Revelation, when talking about, let's let's just say for hypothetical sake that America is Babylon. Um, if it comes, when it comes to the point where Babylon is about to be destroyed... In Revelation, it says, God says, come out of her, my people, yeah. lest you partake in her wrath. Right. And, and it may, we may hear that call even if we're not Babylon as a nation. Right. God right. could just say, okay, I'm, I'm destroying America for its sin, but you who love me come out of her. Right. Right. You know. And we have to be ready for that call if that's what we're asked to do. Um, we have to be listening to God, right? And we have to be listening to the Spirit and they'll guide us, right? God will guide us to where he needs us to be and what he needs us to do. And in in a time, you know, I, I don't share the list of things that have happened to our food supply system to scare you on. Right. I want people to be aware that this is stuff that's happening. It's going to have an impact on the world around us. But what does God say about, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Do the sparrows worry about that? Right. No. But if you're in Christ, if you if you love God and you are following his ways, he'll provide. Put first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. You might be eating manna, but guess what? You're going to eat. God will take care of you. If he, if you wake up to today, God still has something for you. You know, I've been through a couple um, long-term fasts going 40 days, and I can tell you that um, if when God chooses, he can sustain you. Absolutely. You know, I my first 40 days fast, first time I'd ever really fasted at all. And after the first few days, I had energy for days, you know, like I no problem, no hunger, was able to do everything that I had always done in terms of work and all that stuff. Um of course there were a, a few that you know, I'd get a little bit more tired from here to there, but God sustained me that entire time. Mhm. Mm you know, and the 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 proof is in where you know where your heart is. Absolutely, you know? it's always and, about the heart. And as long as you're trusting God, He's yeah. going to take care of you. If you're one of those people that can't fast and you need food, God's going to provide. Right. Well, I, I we we kind of need to wrap up here today. But what I wanted to say for the folks out there is a warning like this 
isn't ever meant to scare. It, it's meant to stimulate people to action. And so there's still time that you could put some food aside and be prepared for what's coming. There, there's time to plant gardens. I mean, you can, you know, if you have the capability in this space, raise some am animals, get some chickens or um, a cow or something. There is time to do this still. We're getting close to where there isn't much time left for sure, but we're not there today. Right. So as any, as any warning, this just comes with the, the disclaimer is go and prepare. You, you now have the information that you need to make decisions because we see that there's a, there's a huge impact that's coming from this and it's just over the horizon. So get prepared. So when that day comes, you will be standing in the soup line or a bread line. Or you won't, at least, at the very least, you won't be surprised. Right, and we don't want to be surprised by it because that causes a whole set of new problems. So is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, I'm good. All right, well, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today on A Voice Coming in the Wilderness, we've been talking about our supply chain and and what has happened to it over the last uh, 18 months or so, and what the, the looming food crisis that's in front of us. So if you would, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our new website at vrbroadcast.org, where you can find more teaching and ask questions to the show and of our guests. Also, find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend the podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening. And have a blessed day.